You're listening to Things of Faith. Welcome to the Things of Faith podcast with Pastor Scott Hawkins and Pastor Michael Stoops, who we often call just Stoops or Stupinator or Stupathon. So do a lot of people call you those things? Uh, no, they're just stupefied in my presence. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, that should be a sermon series, stupefied. The stupefication of of you humans. Well, being a dad now, I'm allowed to to say dumb stuff like that. I don't. I think that that's just always been okay. Did you know that? No, I. Oh, I thought you had to graduate to dad no, level. You in can order just to say to you can that. just be funny like that forever. Oh, but now no. you are a dad, so you don't. Well, you've been a dad for a while, so you don't have to do that. Okay, so <laughs> welcome to our podcast. We are. Um, we've talked about sanctification uh, last week. We talked about justification versus sanctification. Talked about how important it is for you to know who you are. That you are the beloved. You are God's delight. He died for you, and He did all the work for you to be saved. Then he gives you his spirit so that in Christ you can mature. And as Stoops mentioned, you can, oh, feel bad for things before that you never felt bad for, but realizing that they're not the way God intended. And you can go and um, grow up, grow up in faith. And there's both a challenge to that, but also an, um, an ongoing process that will never end, that will continue and continue and continue. So... That's where we left you last week with the difference between justification and sanctification. But as we're in this stage, you're kind of talking about each one of us and our individual relationships to Christ while also being a part of the church, a part of the body that we talked about. We wanted to move into a conversation about spiritual gifts. And you might have heard um, this term before that we that God gives us spiritual gifts. He gives us things so that we can use to serve his kingdom. So, uh, Stoops, you have a great way of talking about kind of this idea of how God uses us. So if you would, would you um, give us that? Yeah, sure, Pastor Scott. Good to be with you as always. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, if we've talked about this in the past of like, you know, people don't come and necessarily, sometimes people ask specific questions about spiritual gifts or things, but a lot of times people ask questions like, what's my purpose? Mm. Like, what, what's, what's, why am I here? Right. Good. Uh, is, is life all just kind of random? Am I just a random blip on a random pale blue dot? And, uh, and the, the re- resounding answer is that if there is a God, then you absolutely have purpose. Yeah. You absolutely have meaning. You absolutely have a reason um, to, to be here uh, and to be in relationship with uh, the church. And so kind of the ways I think about it is just showing um, God's grace and love kind of in three main ways. Like the first off is that uh, you, whoever you are, whoever you are listening, you were created uniquely by God. Good. Uh, Psalm 139 says that he, uh, in your mother's womb, formed and knit your inward parts, right? So that, that means he he put you together. Yeah. Like he he put your quirks in, he put your personality, he put all your natural passions and proclivities. Um, why why you like to read or why you like to yeah. hang out and talk with other people? Do math, right? Yeah, interested in math or plumbing or electric. All of that is has been wired into you, and 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 that should be celebrated. Right, a lot of times maybe we think like, oh well, I God made me this way, but He made someone else the other way, or He gave someone else better talents in this area and stuff. It's like, no, no God, He wired you in this unique and creative way, 
God's also uniquely placed you. So he's uniquely created you. He's also uniquely placed you. Acts 17, as well as several other parts of the Bible, will talk about the fact that we're not where we are just by random chance. Um, like it's, you know, and, and I know like our first response is, well, but I chose to be here or my parents chose to buy this house or live in this apartment right. or whatnot. But that can be true and God can have, could place you. I have intention behind it. Exactly, right. exactly. So that means the, the school you go to is not just random. Right. It's not just, it, no, God has a purpose. That the conversations you have, yeah. Yeah, the conversations you have, uh, who you run into, right. um, the the church that you're a part of, right? Whether whether you are thrilled and excited about the church you're in or you're like kind of wrestling with it, you've been placed there purposefully by God. And so you've been uniquely created, you've been uniquely placed, and then also you have been uniquely gifted, right? So this this is kind of like the icing on top of the fact that God has already created you and yep. uh, knit your personality and talents and stuff, but that he also gives spiritual gifts, yep. spiritual uh, spiritually empowered abilities and talents and gifts to every Christian for the sake of the church. And for the sake of building up one another in love. Yeah. For the sake of growing and doing things for your neighbor, for for the growth of the church, for the growth of his kingdom. And I think that is a huge, a huge reminder is we all have natural abilities and talents. We all have things that you're going to be good at, you're going to enjoy doing, some things you might not even enjoy, but you'll be really good at and good at mm-hmm. doing. And and that will help you in your life that you'll maybe have a job or career in that place. And sometimes those are spiritual gifts too. Sometimes there's a, tom- a laying over of those two things. But there's also a way that God has uniquely gifted you that is for the benefit of his kingdom, for the benefit of the church. And I think this is very important for the benefit of your neighbor, for the benefit of service to and love for your neighbor. And so those are, and there's different lists in the Bible where Paul kind of talks about these different kinds of spiritual gifts. But the first thing is to know that you are gifted, that that all three of those unique things that Pastor Stoops just mentioned, uniquely placed, uniquely created, uniquely gifted, they're in you. Because I, I find the most frustrating conversation that I have pastorally around this one is where people go, well, that person is gifted, but me, God just kind of stipped over. And, <laughs> oh, like, if that's duck, you. Duck, goose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're the dude. I'm going to. No, like, if that's you, you, those things that Pastor Soups just said are true of you. You are uniquely created. He knows you. He loves you. He's uniquely placed in a spot where God wants to use you and you're uniquely gifted. You bring something that nobody else can bring. One of my, I love when I'm um, encouraging people with this and I get to say, without you, there are things that will not happen because we need you, uniquely you, to do what you're uniquely able to bring. And it's just so wonderful to go, oh, so I matter and I do things that, wait, but you're the pastor. You should be able to do them all, right, Pastor Stoops? Right? <laughs> you know, you got them all. No. Well, yeah, and, and it really speaks to the fact that sometimes how we've thought about church and being a part of church is, has been a little bit backwards of we think about, well, what are we going to get from the church? Ugh. And, yes. 
and to kind of a little bit more of the spectator mindset. And look, is there a time where we need to sit back and be anonymous or heal or yeah, grow? Let or God just uh, pour into us. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, if we're constantly going, well, what can I get from this? Right. Uh, we're missing out on part of the way that God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us through our giving. Through our giving. Well, and and I just just got to start with this image. Like, you know what? Do we all need to have a day sometimes where we stay on the couch and you binge watch a Netflix series and you know you put the covers up over your head? Yes, that is okay. We all need to have those. But if that's every day, friends, <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> You need to, and I think that's the same. Like we are, there are there are times in the church when we need to be ministered to, but there's also the majority of the time is for us to go, okay, Lord, where's the next place you're sending me? Where's the next person you want me to encourage? You want me to um, be used to do whatever you want to do through to them? And and that's what the church does. Is this body is alive? It's breathing. It's active. It's moving. And so those are the things that, that God has given us gifts to do to then go out and bless our neighbor. Yeah. And I think like kind of what you're talking about, like one thing that, you know, we as, as churches, as pastors, as, as bodies of Christ, the, the greater body of Christ can do better is celebrate different giftings. Yeah. Because we, we've become very good at celebrating the one person who has hospitality right. or the one person who has leadership or the person who has the gift of, of, of preaching or right. proclamation. Teaching, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, we, we become very fixated on those gifts, and everyone else kind of feels like, well, I got, I got, I got the JV squad gifts. Yes, exactly. And, and we need to I, – I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know all the answers to that, but we need to do a better job of encouraging and celebrating each other's unique gifts and unique contributions exactly. to the body of Christ. Yeah, that's exactly right. And such a celebrating it whenever we see it, just allowing ourselves to celebrate and go, oh, look at what that that happened and look what God did over there. And I love this um, imagery that I think Lewis gives us in True Tape Letters where you know we celebrate it as if we did it ourselves or if it was just a beautiful sunset. Like it can just, good things are worthy of being celebrated, whether we did them, someone else did them, or they're just there and we need to celebrate them. Now, I think, and we're just kind of teeing up this unintentionally, but but also teeing up this beautiful chapter that if there's any chapter in this Bible, that if you were to walk up to somebody who is not of faith, you know, their parents didn't go to church, they, they barely even know, you know, what the word church is. But if you tell them love is patient, love is kind, they'll probably go, oh, yeah, I've heard that that poem. I probably heard that somewhere because 1 Corinthians 13 is one of the most well-known chapters of the Bible along with Psalm 23. Um, again, atheists, agnostics, Buddhists, Christians are probably familiar with this because you've been into some store where it's out on the wall. And <laughs> Stoops and I agree on the fact that this verse, this chapter is misused or is uh, misunderstood also, because very often we put it into the context of the love, the romantic love we see in Hollywood movies or we see at a marriage. And they are read at marriages. This verse is read at – this chapter is read at marriages. And so we go, oh, so that kind of love is reserved for people who are in a romantic relationship with one another. It's done. Is that true, Pastor Stoops? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and that's where – 
we always, and, and this would be encouragement for whether you're a beginning Bible learner or beginning in faith or just asking questions or you're down further down the line, you always look at the context. Good. Where does the verse appear? Where does the chapter appear? What What's the historical context of those things? So just briefly to kind of have 1 Corinthians 13, which is so um, in our minds from weddings we've been to or, you know, uh, yeah, cross stitch on the, on the pillow, um, to zoom out a little bit. What we realize is Paul's writing to the Corinthians, and they are a messed up, royally yep. messed up church. Yep. And he's actually specifically talking about spiritual gifts. Right. He's talking about the ways that they have been gifted and that they all haven't been gifted the same way. Yep. And that that's both good and by God's design. And so sandwiched between this And also, just to pause you for one second, sorry, sorry, but good, but also complicated because we're not all the same. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right? Which is what makes 13 necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we, if we were cookie cutters, it would be really easy because right. we just all know how we operate. But yeah, exactly. It would be exactly. really boring and we wouldn't be able to do anything. But we have a tendency so, to hierarch things. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's oh, that, that's a really good point. Yeah. the But then so sandwiched in this discussion about the beautiful diversity of the church is this chapter on how do we make that work? Like how do we make the different gifts that Jesus has given us work together well, it's in love. Yeah, it's in love that is patient and kind and does not boast in wrongdoing. Right. Yeah, it, it is in the love that we have that these gifts are able to operate, because again, they're for each other. So my gifts are not for Scott's benefit, but are for Stoops' benefit and for the congregation members here at Ascension Lutheran and in the world, and hopefully you listening. Um, all of those things. So that's that's love, and then out of that. The love is the way that we're actually able to function. It's the way that we can bring these all together because there's a tendency in each one of us to, to go, well, my gift's more important and, and or the opposite. Well, your gift's more important than mine. And that draws us apart. But the love of going, okay, I'm going to be patient with you. I'm going to understand another perspective with you. I'm going to for, forgive and slow down. That is what makes the body actually work. So these variety of gifts, variety of things, but able to function because of love. And um, I I did a sermon actually pretty early on in my time here at Ascension, and God gave me this imagery of a Mr. Potato Head. And um, yeah, I'm sure you've all seen Mr. Potato Head and that, you know, the different body parts, right? You have the ear and the eye and the hat and all the legs and everything. And the, the point that I made was the first thing 13 says that, you know, the love is what makes it all work. The love is that little stem that comes off of each piece that's <laughs> able to put it into the body, right? So it actually functions as a part of the whole. And like, it's what holds it all together. And I was like, ah, so that, that, that kind of works. <laughs> so, so I think that's, that's, why, that's why 13 is between 12 and 14. And so understanding then, so it's not just for husbands and wives. I mean, is it for them? Of course it is, because all Christians are called to love each other, be patient with each other, understand each other. So, yeah, it's a really important context and great reminder, Pastor Stoops, about anytime you're reading a hard-to-understand Bible verse, look around, figure out where it is, figure out what else they said, Um what else does that teacher say in other places? If he says something very clear somewhere else and then says this hard to understand verse, go, okay, same guy, 
I wonder what he means then. You know, there's all these great tools that we come to scripture that um, you can use. And if you want to know any more of those, call your local pastor. <laughs> call, <laughs> call me. Yeah. Call Stoops. Well, so so Pastor Scott, speaking of of like hard to understand things. Yes. I, I, you know, we've we've been talking about spiritual gifts a little bit in the abstract, but I know, and, and I'm guessing probably similar for you. Uh, there are can be very specific questions about specific gifts. Right. And so I, I know probably anyone listening to this saw this in the title, or maybe they were searching for something and found right. this podcast and are listening, and they want to know about tongues. They That's do. the very first thing that Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, and there could be multiple podcasts on this, so let's acknowledge that, right? That, Absolutely. Uh, the, so the gift of tongues is, when you look at Scripture, there's two different things that I think are there and are fair to talk about. The words glossia, which is this idea of it's a language at some points, but there's there's a bunch of different ways to look at it. And A, the first thing is we believe that this is still being poured out today. There are parts of the body of Christ who say, no, this is not a part of what it is to be a Christian. Um, that ceased with the apostles. When Jesus' original followers died, no more tongues. Or the other side, and I think both of us, Pastor Jupes and I would agree with as well, you, if you are a Christian, you do not need to have the gift of tongues in order to be a Christian. Correct, Pastor Stoops? Yeah, absolutely. Right. That that's become for some for certain denominations and certain churches, you have to have the speaking in tongues yep. to be considered a Christian. Right. And the problem with that is the Bible. The Bible says that some will speak in tongues, yeah. some will interpret, <laughs> exactly. some will have other gifts. Like right. it's like, well, I'm I'm gonna go with what the Bible says on right. that. So. But yes, and that that's absolutely true. So my butt's not that. Yet we need to be sympathetic to the fact that that is almost exactly what's happening in the Corinthian church, which is why he has to write for Corinthians, is that they're going, nope, the tongues is the best. If you don't have tongues, <laughs> if Absolutely. you don't, if you don't concept, have tongues. Yeah. And so it's still like we're still struggling with that today where it's like, nope, if you, if you don't have tongues, if you do have tongues, what do you do with that? So what is tongues? Well, there's a couple of different things. The first is, is that we think of the word as tongues as a spiritual um, voice that God gives to give a message. And in that case, interpretation is necessary. So you have somebody there, as Pastor Stoops just mentioned, you have someone there who interprets what was said, and that gives validation to the message that was spoken, right? So that's one thing. While also, I think when you look at Paul and to be quite frank, Stoops and I haven't gone down this hole that deep, so we'll see where we are both on. When you look at Paul, you'll see him say that there are times where he goes into a state of prayer that he would affirm as a way of different communication to God. That's this tongues. This is not a um, not a human language, but not necessarily a made-up language, but some kind of intimacy with God that comes in our prayer language but that is not for public display. That is for um, intimacy with God. Uh, you know, you can use that Romans passage that the Spirit intercedes with drones and words mm -hmm. that we can't understand or that we don't know what to say. And so there is a time and a place for prayer that is so much intimacy that it leads into this 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 time of tongues. But I think the the proclamation, especially that Paul's referring to in Corinthians, is this valid teaching that someone says something and someone else interprets it and there's a word spoken that is of God to a group of people for encouragement, for conviction, for movement. Okay, 
Now, you and I haven't talked about this much, so throwing that on the table, go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I would, I, I would agree. I think you know, a lot of times people will uh, put together not only the gift of tongues but the gift of prophecy, good um, uh, visions. Uh, you know, different different ways that God has revealed, um, not not necessarily in the inspired, infallible way he he reveals himself in Scripture, but that he reveals himself in these supernatural means to uh, to to believers, to those with the Holy Spirit. And so, though we may not have every gift, uh, there is um, there's that acknowledgement and that celebration that those gifts are throughout the church. And and again, I, I would say Paul spends a lot less time talking about uh, you know this gift is more important than this gift yeah. than that, but rather how can these gifts work together in love and in order? Yeah, yeah. Because part exactly. of his issue with the Corinthian church, of course, was that they didn't necessarily they weren't always interpreting right. the words. So someone That's would right. speak in tongues, and everyone would be like, "Well, that that was what's that? that was cool. Should we keep going, or do right. we just stop there? Yeah, what is that? And and instead, and it doesn't build up. It doesn't purpose. build the church at all. Again, exactly. going back to our start. The point of this is to build up the church. And so Paul goes, that doesn't help. In fact, it creates more confusion. If if there's a spiritual gift, it's there to build up the people of Christ, build up the church, encourage. And uh, maybe you've heard some of the stories too, but I've heard wild stories about what God's doing. And and God always surprises me. So he's going to continue to do things. But stories about, um, and from a very, very valid source, so someone who I trust deeply, who says they were at a place where someone over spoke a language that they didn't know what they said. And the person next to him goes, wow, that's my native tongue. I know exactly what they said. And to that one human, it would have been just what they would assume was tongues. The other person goes, no, this is what you said. And the the the, the message that came through was so much more valid because of the way God chose to display that message. And God can do all of these things. What's the intent? To build his kingdom. And how much more so would that happen if you're since that person, you go, wait a second, you know what that guy just said? You know, wow, what kind of word does God have for this group of people, you know? So just a fascinating, fascinating thing. And I think we need to be aware and that there is things outside of us that we are always trying to understand. And I think that's probably where we have to go on our next couple of times is kind of into the the idea of the supernatural and into the idea of just what it is to be a, a human of both flesh and spirit. Yeah. So, and, and this is where I encourage anyone who's listening and has gone, Oh, these, these guys, like, I, I mean, I don't have the gift of, of tongues. I've, I've prayed for it, never received it. Yep, me um, but I, but I believe it. Oh, sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe it largely because I, I think the scriptures, First off, teach that it's still operative, and then I've you know we we both have testimonies and stories uh, of of its power and work, um, and and so but maybe you're listening to this and you're just like that's weird that's it's kind of the skepticism, and I just invite you to like lean in a little bit yeah exactly and and maybe just you know and study the scriptures check the scriptures on this of course don't just take our words for it but just because something is outside of the normal, quote unquote normal, or just because something is supernatural, or just because something is a little weird, or maybe has in certain situations been abused to exclude people, um, does not mean that there is not a true good and right good. use of it right. for the sake of love right. and the sake of the kingdom. And building the kingdom, right. Yeah, just because it doesn't sit totally in us comfortably doesn't mean it's bad. 
and, and false. And so lean into it, research it, talk about it with somebody, uh, talk about it with us. Man, we would love to have these conversations with you. So, okay. Now, um, I think we've thoroughly danced around the topic and confused people, some of us, but <laughs> also enjoyed it. So again, thank you all. Talking about spiritual gifts. Remember, you are uniquely placed, uniquely created, uniquely gifted. God has used, is going to, has used you to bless the kingdom wherever you are. So be looking around for ways that he's using your gifts to bless the kingdom. Talk to you later, Pastor Joops. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Bye. You're listening to Things of Faith.